Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. It's a joy to have Brother Leon Holyfield with us tonight. Been preaching. Well, Daddy said this Sunday night. He said his daddy took him when he was a little boy to hear you preach. So I don't know what that means, preacher. But anyway, you come preach to us tonight. It's great to have you here in the service with us. Amen. Acts chapter 27 tonight. Acts chapter 27. And very familiar passage of Scripture. Paul on a ship being sent to Rome. And uh, uh, he warns these folk they ought not lose from Crete. And, of course, they didn't think Paul knew anything. By the way, they probably said, what does Paul know about sailing the boat? Well, he may not know much about sailing the boat, but thank God he knew the master of the sea. Amen. And he said, we ought not lose. Uh, there'll be much harm out of this ship and maybe even loss of life and all of that. And they didn't think old Paul knew anything. I'm amazed that folks today don't think a preacher knows anything. They act like some of us don't know how to get in and out of the ring. Amen. Uh, I preached, uh, I pastored four Baptist churches and lived in different places. And uh, I was always amazed sometimes. I'd, uh, even if uh, only one place I lived, I couldn't have a garden. And boy, I was backslid that year. Lived in a little old apartment. But anyway, any other time, uh, if I had a yard big enough, I'd plow me up a spot in the backyard and have me a garden. And one man told me one time, in fact, he was a preacher. He lived beside of me, uh, and he said, Preacher, I don't know how in the world uh, that you got anything to grow out there. I said, ain't nobody else got anything to grow around here nowhere. Uh, I said, well, I did do a little bit of farming before the Lord called me to preach. Amen. And if you're going to grow something, you've got to put something under it. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. But anyway, I don't know why I said that. But uh, anyway, um, here in Acts chapter 27, uh, Paul's being sent to Rome. Uh, and uh, verse 10, he said unto them, Sirs, uh, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, uh, uh, not only to the laden of the ship, uh, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than the things uh, which were spoken by Paul. Well, you look at verse 13, the Bible said, When the south wind blew softly, they may not have said it out loud, but I'm sure they're thinking, I, I told you Paul didn't know anything. Hmm? South wind blows softly, but then you get on down there, and uh, hey, verse 14, but not long after, there rose against it a tempestuous wind called Euclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive that storm got so bad, verse 20 said, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Now we're aware of the fact that Dr. Luke wrote the, wrote the book of Acts and he said all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. I'm preaching tonight on this thought, steadfastness in the storm. Steadfastness in the storm. 
Now, we'll have some storms along life's way. Amen? You need to realize that. But if we act right in those storms, they'll make us better and not bitter. Amen? So tonight, how could Paul remain steadfast in the midst of the storm? Well, I want to say, first of all tonight, uh, Paul uh, had an open line uh, of communication uh, to God. Thank God I'm glad you and I have that same open line. uh, And hey, I'm glad tonight I don't have to go down here somewhere and whisper through a little hole in the wall, give somebody $20 to pray for me, lives worse than I do. Thank God I've got access to the very throne room of God Almighty. Are you listening to me? Uh, Paul had an open line uh, of communication uh, to God. Verse 21. But after long abstinence, I don't know how long Paul was uh, in hiding, but hey, he he found a place somewhere. uh, He got alone with God. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me uh, and not a loose from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. Now, Paul's a little nicer than I probably would have been. I'd have told those fellas, I told you so. Amen. But hey, he he said, uh, you should have hearkened unto me. But look at verse 22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. I'm glad Paul got in touch with heaven. Amen. So he had an open line of communication to God. Hebrews 4.16 said, Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Thank God you and I that are saved, born again, we're believer priests, and thank God we can get in touch with our high priest who sits in heaven tonight and knows our every need. So Paul had an open line of communication to God. I believe also that Paul kept that line free of sin. Now friend, if you've got sin in your life and you try to pray, you're just wasting your time. Amen. I get amazed. For a long time I didn't even have a phone that I could do get Facebook on. But every now and then, I'll find somebody puts a request on there for somebody that's sick, really needs prayer, and then I see where someone says we're praying. 
and they don't even go to church. Are you listening to me? Thank God I'm glad I know a few folks uh, that'll pray for me uh, that are faithful to church at least. Amen. But you're wasting your breath, friend. You got unconfessed sin in your life. I believe Paul kept that line free of sin. Proverbs 28 and verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from the hearing of the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Psalm 66 verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That's the book, amen. The Bible said there in Isaiah 59 and 1, Behold, the Lord's hands not shortened that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. You say, preacher, I thought the Lord always hears our prayer. No, if you've got unconfessed sin in your life, you don't. Amen. So he kept that line free of sin. So he had an open line of communication to God. He kept it free of sin. But I see secondly of all, I believe Paul kept that line in frequent use. Frequent use. You know, some folk about the only time they pray uh, is when they got trouble. Huh? We ought to pray. Bible exhorts us to pray. Amen. Uh, he spake a parable unto them in Luke 18 and 1. He spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray. And not to faint. First uh, Thessalonians five seventeen uh, said, "Pray uh, without uh, ceasing." Uh, oh yes, you ought to be. Hey, not only do we pray and ask God for things, but hey, the Lord kind of likes it when we thank Him for all He has done. Don't hurt us a bit, friend. Get up in the morning and say, Thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. Thank you for a good night's rest. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do for me today. Thank you for what you did yesterday. Hey, we need to be in thanksgiving and praise for what he's already done. But I believe Paul kept that line in frequent use. Talking to a fellow before church. Said he knew my daddy. Used to trade cows with him. Said my daddy was a fine fellow. I said I thought so too. Hmm? But my dad was the kind of fellow I believe he would have done anything for me when I was growing up, that I might need. Even after I got married, moved out, I still believe he would have, but I knew my daddy, and I'd be wasting my time to go ask him for something, and I hadn't talked to him in 30 days. I hadn't even been around to see him. I'd be wasting my time. He was a holy field. Amen. 
Would I be wasting my time asking him something if I hadn't uh, been talking to him before that? Amen. So keep that line uh, in frequent uh, use. Could I say to you tonight before we move on, uh, stay prayed up for you never know uh, when a storm may arise. Hmm? You need the line free of sin. I'd hate for some family member call me two or three o'clock in the morning, tell me something uh, drastic that's happened, uh, and say, pray, uh, and I'd have to spend about an hour confessing sin and getting things right with the Lord before I could get in touch with heaven. Hmm? I used to drive an old truck years ago. And uh, I'd leave out early sometimes in the mornings. And I remember one time I kept the old truck at the house. I got in that thing, headed out that morning. Uh, I'm going down the road. And all of a sudden I look in my rearview mirror uh, and that trailer is over in the side ditch. Uh, it's trying to catch up and pass the truck. Hmm. That wasn't a good feeling. <laughs> Evidently, I didn't get all uh, the, the uh, water out of the brake lines that night when I bled them. I had to do that years ago. I don't know anything about these newfangled trucks and all that. But anyway, there's a little uh, uh, water in there somehow and it froze. Uh, and those brakes come on uh, and that old trailer's trying to pass me. Well, I went on to where I was going. It got all right. I, uh, a little on down the road. I went on where I was going. I got there to get my load that morning, and we had to wait a little bit. And I shared that with some of those men. Of course, they knew I was a preacher. Well, what are you doing driving a truck? Well, ain't no disgrace for a preacher to work. Amen. Some of these little fellas coming out of the cemetery think they're God's gift to a church somewhere. Won't hurt them to go get a little old church somewhere that needs some help and get them a job and go to work. I pastored four Baptist churches and worked at three of them. Hello. But anyway, one of those fellas said, Preacher, did you pray? I said, I didn't have time to pray. I said, I'd done that before I left the house. Yeah. Hey, you yep. need to stay prayed up. That's good. Huh? Yep. You never know when a storm may come. I mean, those folk you're talking about up yonder, they, the day before, they didn't have any idea that storm was coming. Huh? So I've got to move on. Well, uh, I said he had an open line of communication. He kept it free of sin, and he kept it in frequent use. How could Paul be steadfast in the midst of the storm? Number two, he had faith in God. Boy, we raised a generation today don't have much faith. Are you listening to me? I read over there in Luke 17, verse 5, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. It might be a good prayer for some of us to pray. Lord, increase our faith. 
Paul could remain steadfast in the midst of the storm because he had faith in God. What did he tell those folk? He said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. I believe God's going to do exactly what he said he'd do. And thank God he did. Amen. When you get to the end of that chapter, they landed safe on shore. Some of them come in on pieces of board and all that, but they made her safe to shore. But Paul said, I believe God. Would I, would I could run across some folks today that believes God again? Amen. Said, I believe God that it will be even as it was told me. So we need faith for the storms. Now, Paul had faith in the ability of God. By the way, God hadn't lost any of his power. He's still able. Able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. So he had faith that God had the ability to do all things. Someone wrote a song, said, There's nothing, no nothing uh, that my God can't do. Uh, thank the Lord for that. So Paul knew God was able, uh, so he had faith in the ability of God. But then number two, I see that Paul had faith in the will of God. Now Paul's on a ship with a bunch of other prisoners 276 on there all total. But Paul's got faith in the will of God. If you'll look back with me. Acts 23. Acts 23 and verse 11. Listen to this. And the night following, Paul's talking, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. You see, Paul's got some inside information. God done told him, hey, I want you to testify me in Rome as you have all these other places. God still got some preaching for Paul to do. Oh, a lot of it was in prison, but pray, God's got his hand on Paul and God's sending him somewhere to witness and reach souls for the cause of Christ. So he had faith in the ability of God. Uh, he had all power. But he's also got faith in the will of God. Amen. So we see there, even back in that, that chapter. So he says over here in verse 25, Wherefore, sirs, uh, be a good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. Thank the Lord for that. So he had faith in God, in the ability of God, 
By the way, God hadn't lost any of his power, as I already said. And then you ought to have faith in the will of God. Brother Helen, you've been preaching a long time. I said a moment ago, I pastored four Baptist churches before God put me in evangelism. But you know the thing that kept me going? And by the way, I'll assure you, friend, I I never had either one of those churches that I didn't have some storms in. I could give you the name of some of them, but I won't. Amen. Brother Allen, you know what kept me going? Knowing I was in the will of God. Thank God I didn't have to face that thing about that some grandma called me down there. No, thank God God sent me. uh, And friend, you can roll up your sleeves uh, and look the devil in the face and say, Hey! We ain't going that route. We ain't doing that. Because it's against God's word. And hey, I'm standing on God's word. Hey, if if it hair lips the devil, because I know I'm in the will of God. Paul knew he's in God's will even though uh, that storm had got so bad uh, they'd thrown the tackling out. uh, They'd had to lighten the ship. uh, And Luke even said there uh, that they hadn't even seen uh, uh, the sun uh, or the stars uh, in many days. Boy, it gets pretty black when you don't see the sun or the stars. Amen. That's a pretty bad storm. But thank God he had faith in the ability of God. He had faith uh, in the will of God. Then I believe another reason Paul kept going in the midst of the storm was because he was faithful to a calling. Faithful to a calling. I don't understand the life of me. Some of these preachers can just quit go to the house and sit down. Brother Allen, I believe God killed me before two days went by. I just quit. Hmm? Now, I was gone from Surrey County for 31 years. And the Lord finally let me move back home. I live in my grandpa's old house down here on Twin Oak Road where I was raised. Miss Sarah wanted to fix that old house up. I said, honey, the best thing we can do is push it off down there on the holler somewhere. Thing built in 1925. She insisted. I said, honey, I'm busy. I'm preaching. I got work to do. I don't have time to do all of that. I said, if you want to do it, have at it. And she did. Or stop by and see it sometime. Turned out beautiful. She even put heat and air upstairs. 
I said, honey, I slept up there for 20 years. I didn't have no heat in there. Hmm? But I'm glad she did. Ended up putting my study up there. Thank God for heat and air. Hmm? But hey. But we're enjoying it. Turned out good. But every now and then, we done been living up here now for several years. But every now and then, I, I'll run across somebody they ain't seen me in years. And the first thing comes out of their mouth, are you still preaching? That's an insult to me. Did they think I was going to quit? I ain't found no place to get off. I took this thing by the job. I didn't take it for a few years. Somebody said, when are you going to retire? I didn't know there was any place to retire in the Lord's work. Huh? I got preacher friends in their 90s still pastoring a church. I preach for them. Are you listening to me? Hey! One of them said to me, I met him years ago when I went to High Point to pastor. He was a member of Brother Paul Sparks' church, True Light Baptist Church. And he was in his 60s when he took this church where he's at now. And he's about 95 probably. But he said to me one day, he said, Brother Holyfield, he said, why do some of these preachers, when they get 65, they give up the church and six months later have a massive heart attack and die? I said, I don't know. But I pretty well figure out he ain't planning on resigning his. Uh, he'll stay there to his dies. His wife passed away a couple of years ago, but he's still preaching. Amen. In his 90s. So I ain't found no place to get off. So Paul was faithful to a calling. He, God still had some more preaching for him to do. He was in prison, but thank God he stayed faithful and he didn't quit. 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Hey! Are you listening to me? And then he went on to say, there's a crown of righteousness awaiting for him. Not only him, but for the rest of us that's looking for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Could I say tonight, I'm glad, hallelujah, it'll be worth it all one of these days. Oh, yes. Uh, I wouldn't stand up in here and tell you, friend, uh, that I hadn't had some problems in the ministry and hey, it hadn't been all a bed of roses, but friend, I wouldn't trade it for anything else I know of. I'd rather be an old-fashioned preacher than anything I know tonight. Amen. So I'm trying to tell you, friend, I want to stay faithful. Paul was faithful to a calling. Too many today are on and off and up and down. But all we need to remain steadfast in the midst of the storm. Well, I said he had an open line of communication. Uh, he kept it free of sin. 
kept it in frequent use. He had faith, faith in the ability of God, and faith in the will of God. Uh, he was faithful to a calling. Uh, thank God he remained steadfast. But then the fourth thing I see about the Apostle Paul is uh, he remained steadfast because he was not easily discouraged. Did you know tonight, uh, I believe that's one of the best tools the devil's got is discouragement. Now the devil knows the Bible and better than some Baptists I know. Hmm? I mean, he knows once you get saved... Uh, he can't get your soul. No, we're saved eternally. Amen. I've been saved 68 years. If I hadn't told you how old I was, you wouldn't think I was hardly that old. Got saved just a few days before I turned 12, so 68 and 12, that makes 80. But I hadn't been lost a day since I got saved. Because I got the eternal kind, the everlasting kind. That's the only kind the Lord has. Well, a lot of Baptists don't believe that. But the devil knows he can't get our soul. But if he can get us discouraged, get us to sit down on God somewhere. And by the way, I never hardly ever did see somebody backslide by themselves. They always took somebody else with them. And he knows if he can get one discouraged, that will discourage somebody else. The next thing you know, he got a bunch of sitting around doing nothing. But Paul was not easily discouraged. Huh? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Second Corinthians chapter 11. And verse 23. Well, actually verse 24. Well, let's read verse 23. Uh, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am uh, more in laborers, more abundant in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently... Uh, in deaths often? Well, they even stoned Paul, left him outside of a city for dead. Thank God he got up, went right back over there and kept on preaching. Huh? Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Uh, so once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeyings often, in pearls of water, in pearls of robbers, in pearls of mine own uh, countrymen, in pearls uh, by the heathen, in pearls uh, in the city, pearls in the wilderness, in, in the sea, uh, in pearls among false brethren, uh, in weariness and painfulness, uh, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, uh, in in cold and nakedness, and then besides those things are without, that which cometh upon me daily, uh, the care of all the churches. Sometimes you feel like you're having it a little rougher than anybody else. Won't you turn over and read that? Look what Paul went through. But thank God he remained 
Steadfast. Oh, yes, he's stoned, he's beaten, he's been in stocks and all of that. But Paul was not discouraged easily. In fact, Paul was not discouraged by the severity of the storm. I mean, it looked pretty bad. All hope was then taken away, what Luke said. But then I want to say, not only discouraged by the severity of the storm, but he was not discouraged by the failure of others. You see, those sailors, they were fearful. They were scared. They just knew they were going under at any moment. But I like what Paul said over there in Acts 20 and verse 24. I'll not turn there. But he said on one occasion, but none of these things move me. Thank God Paul was not easily discouraged. So he wasn't discouraged by the severity of the storm and he didn't get discouraged by the failure of others. Could I say tonight, don't let storms take away our zeal. People will fail. Amen. But don't let them discourage us. I was amazed sometimes. Somebody left the church. Go talk to them. Why'd you leave? Well, so and so left. Thought we'd leave too. Hmm? Had a lady leave my church one time. And I said, why? She said, because this lady in the church was staring at me. Wonder how she knew that if she wasn't staring back. I could write a book. I've heard them all. But Paul was not easily discouraged. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. Are we steadfast when storms come? Have I preached to somebody tonight and you've uh, shipwrecked? Well, is the line of communication open? Free from sin? Frequent use? Uh, do you have faith in God and His ability and His will? Are you faithful to a calling? Are you submitted and continuing uh, daily? Or are you easily discouraged? You say, well, it's more than I can take. Are you about to give up? Let me say again, don't let others cause you to quit. Amen. I want to leave this one verse with you tonight. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.